Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. We want to welcome everyone to Calvary Live, and we do invite you to call in. You just heard the number, 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. And so get on the phone. Let's let's talk about the Lord. Let's, let's go to the Word of God. And as soon as the phone starts ringing and we get callers, we'll go to the callers. But I want to welcome everyone who's tuned in today to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. And I'm your host for today, and I'm here to answer your questions and take your prayer requests. Pray that you're doing well. Pray that you're blessed as we're getting ever so closer to the Christmas uh, season, the Christmas day, Christmas Eve. It's such a wonderful time for us as Christians, and we have reason to celebrate because our Savior, who is Christ the Lord, was born in the city of David. And we have a message of good tidings and great joy that will be to all people. And as we talk about joy and peace and goodwill and uh, all that this time of the year, we know it comes from our Lord. And we have reason to rejoice and to celebrate um, on this Christmas season, this Christmas coming very soon, about a week and a half. So I pray that your heart is warm today and that you're doing well, you're blessed. want to continue to just be a blessing um, in any way that I can. Uh, so call in with your questions. Uh, maybe you got a question about the Bible that came up in your reading. Maybe you got a question about Christmas. Maybe you got a question uh, that uh, came up as you met with people and had a Bible study or was listening to a Bible study. Love to be able to do the best I can to bring any clarity and understanding as we go to the Word of God. But also, I'd love to pray with you. And I know that many of you, you need prayer. That this season of Christmas, even though we speak of joy, there may be perhaps grief that you're going through and sorrow. Maybe you have need. Maybe in these uncertain times that you need prayer. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got all open lines Grab one of those open lines. Grab uh, that open line early in the show, and and let's talk about the Lord. Let's encourage each other. This hour goes by very quickly. As you know, there's another means and way for you to be able to uh, ask a question or uh, ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's for texting only. Be careful when you do text. Do it in a safe place, and that is a different number. That is 720 0897-720-336-0897. want to welcome all of you Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado and uh, up into southern Wyoming and into the Panhandle, Nebraska. Uh, give me a call. You're listening live today on this Monday afternoon. And again, whether you're in traffic in Denver or uh, perhaps you're at home finishing up with the kids uh, in their lessons, I know many of you are, uh, you know, helping your kids as they're doing remote learning. It's been challenging this year. It's been difficult in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe uh, you're just 
uh, taking it easy, finishing up work, whatever you're doing, give me a call if you can at 303-690-3000 and just love to be able to uh, to talk with you and encourage you and minister to you in any way that I can. The text line 720-336-0897. So want to welcome also those of you who are listening on another Christian radio station, Truth, uh, Hope FM, Refuge FM. If you are listening on those stations, it is a week delayed. But you can still call at that number I gave you, the call-in number, and we can talk, and then you can listen next week. I want to welcome all those who are online listening all across the country, in the four corners of the country, uh, from the northwest down to the south in Louisiana and East Coast and in the Midwest. Welcome all of you. So glad that you uh, are listening today. Pray that you're blessed. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. As I said, as soon as the calls come in, we'll go to them. Let's start with John, who's in New Jersey. Hi, John. Hey, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just... uh my heart's burdened uh, for my two adult children. Uh, daughter, daughter's 46, and I have a son, 42, and just praying for them to uh, be part of God's family and get saved and surrender. And it's just just really been burdened uh, that they that they take that step of faith and uh, receive Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. We will pray, and and we never stop praying for our kids, do we? We got I got no. four adult children, and and they're they're younger, but they're adults, and always praying for them, and and um, so we would love to do that. And so, Father, I do pray for John's children as he's called in, and even though they're um, in their forties, um, John loves them, and uh, he lifts them up to you. And Lord, I think of the heart of the father who went to the edge of the road looking for his son to come home. And, Lord, I think he did that every day. And John here, he desires for his sons to come home to you, to give their hearts to you, to come to the saving knowledge of the truth. So I pray that you would just soften their hearts, that you would uh, open their eyes spiritually, that you would draw them to you, that they would come to recognize their need to be forgiven of sin and to surrender their life to Jesus who loves them so much. And Lord, I just pray you would do that work of salvation. I also pray for John, that you would strengthen his heart and give him wisdom as he ministers to his sons this Christmas season and as we enter into a new year, that Lord, that he wouldn't lose hope and that you would just bless him and Lord, do a work of salvation in his home and to, with his sons. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Pastor. God bless. And you thank too, you for, John. For praying and appreciate Absolutely. Uh, all right. Absolutely. Anytime and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. See? Yeah. Take care. We always have um, just, you know, the... Um, burden for our children. Never stop praying for your children or your loved ones. I think it's so important that we continue to minister to them and, and to, um, you know, lift them up before the Lord, no matter what age they are, whether they're newborns or whether they're adults. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 
That's the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. And so John asking for prayer for his children. Um, I understand a daughter and a son. And so, John, thank you for calling. If you need prayer for your children, please give me a call. You need prayer for yourself, give me a call. Uh, the text line is 720-336-0897. And uh, I'd love to pray with you or answer your questions. Uh, we are getting closer to uh, Christmas. We have all open lines, by the way, so grab one of those open lines. We're only about a week and a half away as I'm broadcasting here today. And I just uh, pray that the Lord ministers to your heart in a very, very wonderful and very special way. And um, because it is just the Christmas story is so marvelous, it's so wonderful. And I want to read to you from Luke chapter 1. Uh, we're familiar with this portion of Scripture. When Mary was, uh, it was announced to her um, that she's carrying the Christ child. And we read that now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And we know that Gabriel would be sent to um, give messages concerning the coming of Messiah. We see that throughout Scripture. But to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And it's such a wonderful, powerful portion of Scripture that you're going to bring forth the Son, Mary, and his name shall be called Jesus, Yahshua, the Lord thy salvation. And Joseph, of course, he was told the same thing, that take Mary as your wife, for that which is born in her is of the Holy Spirit. And you shall bring forth the Son and call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. And that's what Christmas is all about. So give me a call, uh, 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. Let's go to Keith in northern Colorado. Hi, Keith. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing today? How are, I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm just calling uh, to get some prayer for my wife. Um, she's going through this chemotherapy stuff, and uh, mm. um, last Monday they told her that um, she's going to be doing maintenance chemo um, the remainder of her life. So, um, okay. Um, without getting into too much detail, I just want to get some more prayer requests for her and, uh, absolutely. And myself to keep me through this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like lo- and- not, not strong enough. Yeah. And it's when we are weak, the Lord makes us strong, Keith, and he knows the, he knows the details, and he knows, you know, where you're at. And, you know, one of the ministries of Messiah is he doesn't break a bruised reed. He doesn't quench a smoking flax. And he's there to to just 
um, strengthen you, uphold you, and you and your wife during this time, and he sees you, and he knows you, and uh, we're going to pray. So, Father, I pray for Keith. As This is a, a long, long uh, battle. Um, his wife with cancer, and it continues. And, Lord, it begins to, to wear uh, on not only his wife but Keith as well. But first of all, we just pray for her. We pray for your healing touch. We pray for your comfort. We pray that um, that you just minister to her in a very powerful way. And Lord, I do pray that um, you would be with Keith as he ministers to his wife, trying to be strong and endure uh, with her during this time, that for both of them, that Lord, even as Paul prayed about that thorn in the flesh, that you said your grace is sufficient and Lord, that they would come to know your grace more, of your comfort, of your strength, and Lord, of your healing power. And we just pray for that healing, for your working, that they would know you see them, and Lord, that you love them, and that you're the one that binds up, and you're the one that strengthens. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just uh, touch her and bring healing to her. You know exactly what's going on. We pray that you be with Keith and help him minister to his wife during this time, that they may perceive your presence. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Keith, yeah. call anytime, anytime you need prayer, okay? Okay, um, thank you, and I uh, hope you and your family are, have a blessed Christmas. Get, to, get through these, this COVID stuff. We're going to get through it. We're, we're going to get through it. It's been an awfully challenging year um, in so many different ways for all of us. And, um, and then when you've got other things on top of it, it just makes it even more difficult. So I'll be praying for you. All right, Keith? Okay. Thank you. Okay. You bet. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. 303-690-3000. It has been a difficult year and challenging for all of us as we close this year and enter into a new year. I just want to remind you what Lamentations chapter 3 tells us, and that is that his mercies are new every day. And Jeremiah was lamenting as he saw all the difficulties and destruction of Jerusalem during that time. And But he said that I come to mind and and when we go through the trials and difficulties and through the loss and the challenges, that to put to mind the Lord and to know that his mercies are new every day and that his greatest is faithfulness and, and to know that, that he's with us and he sees us and he knows us and his promises are true. So I just want to encourage you any way that I can. And uh, so uh, Keith will continue to be praying for your wife and all those uh, who desire prayer. Please give us a call. 303-690-3000. I believe we got one open line. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ryan and Parker. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Thanks for How are you taking today? on. Doing well. Thank you. Yourself. You sound good, good of course. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for taking on the show again. And um, I had a kind of a two-part question on, I think, what falls in gen- uh, Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's found, where God said, let us make man in our own image. And I ran into a Jehovah's Witness, and um, well, I'll get to that in a second, but I was just wondering specifically about that verse, first of all, what type of attributes man has prior to the fall? Man, with Adam and Eve, they may have been made in God's image in a certain light, 
without being prone to the sin nature and a respect till they fell, like shortly later. And then death spread to all men and for all have sinned, it says. So what attributes do you think that we carry out that are part of the image of God that God was referring to in our fallen sin nature um, that uh, um, make us part of his image, what type of attributes? And then the Jehovah's Witness, um, I befriended him at, uh, at a subway, and we exchanged numbers, and he's been hitting me up with things from their website, the JW website, excuse me. And um, I was reading a little, and uh, they believe that Christ is a created being that may that may have came that came billions of years ago, but that he was in fact created, and he's not part of the Trinity. It sounds like that I've heard from them and uh, from their website. And when they say that Christ is the, is the begotten Son of God, they take that as kind of like a created Son. And I take the let us make man in our image, being plural, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as the Trinity, like a lot of people do. But right. why do they, you know, where are they going with their created being, and how do we, do we have more, any type of weaponry? Well, not to get into a conflict with them, I've laid off the subject, but if anything comes up with why I don't want to spend time with the JW website, um, is that being one of my main reasons, and then not seeing Christ as, Christ as the omnipotent, omniscient God Almighty from ancient of days all the way back. Right, and you know, the attributes, you know, in Genesis chapter 1, when God created man, he created everything else. He created all the the plants, animals, and then he created the animals, and then he created man. And, um, of course, I think very clearly we see the reference of the Trinity um, that is there. Some say that we see the reference of the Trinity in the very first verse, uh, because God is in the plural. Um, in the beginning, God created, plural, the heavens and the earth. And then as he would go on and say, um, as we read, that let us make uh, man in our image, um, after he saw that everything was good, that um, God created him, male and female, he created them. Um, I think the attribute that is there is that he breathed life into Adam. And he breathed this, you know, we as, as humans have a spirit. We have the innate need to worship the Lord. And I, that's something that uh, we need to understand, that God created us to worship him, to have fellowship with him. That's what makes us different than Fido the dog. You know, our dogs, you know, our pets we love, but Fido doesn't make an altar in the backyard to worship, does he? Um, Neither do our pets. Man has unite uh, just being created in the image of God where we have emotion, we have a spirit, we have a soul to, to worship him, to have fellowship with him. Just as in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're one God, but they're three in one. And, and so we see the Trinity really throughout the Old Testament. There's, uh, You can look it up. You can have references. Um, we know that it was later in the Tower of Babel. Uh, let us go down and confuse their language. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, who will go for us was asked Isaiah. So the Jehovah Witnesses, and this is one of the characteristics of the cults, the, the Mormons, too, they come along, and they say 
that Jesus was a created being when we know very, very clearly that Jesus is eternal. Matter of fact, it's interesting. If you do a careful study of Isaiah, when we went through the book of Isaiah, that Isaiah gets the attributes of God in the book of Isaiah. And uh, I'll try to make an example of that. Uh, he comes, and uh, as you particularly get in the second half of Isaiah, uh, he starts talking about um, that he is the one. Uh, Behold, the Lord shall come with strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. His reward is with him. Um, as you look at the book of Revelation, uh, some of the last words of Jesus that is given there is that, Behold, I'm coming quickly. My reward was with me to give to everyone according to his work. So you look at Isaiah, and the attributes that are given to God are also given to Jesus, and you can make the comparisons. Plus, Isaiah, and you get through those chapters of 44, 45, 46, says there's only one God. There is no God before me. There's no God after me. And speaking of the uniqueness of God, there's no other God. So that's the claim Jesus made. As he came along, of course, he would claim deity, that he is God. And that's one of the reasons why the religious leaders were so upset, because we don't stone you for any work. We stone you for you being a man. Make yourself out to be God. So Colossians talks about he's the image of the invisible God. Um, so the Jehovah Witnesses come along and say he's created being. The, the Mormons say that he's um, the brother of Lucifer, the first created out of um, God the Father, God the Mother, um, and Lucifer was the second one, and they are brothers, and they got in this conflict about the plan of salvation, all these things, and it totally dismisses what the Bible very, very clearly speaks about, that he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And those attributes in Isaiah are given to Jesus Christ. So he made us to worship him. He made us to have fellowship with him. And to, of course, Adam was made um, in the image of God, and there was no sin until, you know, of course, um, he, he sinned in the garden, and now um, Adam fell. And because of Adam, we uh, have that sin nature that uh, comes to us as well, and that's why we need to come and be born again by the Spirit of God. So that's kind of where, you know, it's interesting to look at the different references of the Trinity that's in the Scripture and in the yeah. Old Testament. Yeah, you need a whole bunch. I just want to tell the people that they can get the uh, they can get the replay at, cal- at gracefm.com where they've got the archived uh, for those detailed answers that you gave. Because uh, yeah. sometimes I don't... I don't absorb it all, and I like to go back and critique it and listen in a little bit more effectively than just being on the air listening in. So, yeah, Calvary Live's got them all archived. So thank you. Uh, thank you once again. And um, You bet, Ryan. Nice Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Okay. You have a great day. Appreciate it, Ryan. Always got a good question, and, and um, you know, we want to be able to give an answer to— uh, those that uh, we meet, whether they're Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, or uh, people that you know are from a, uh, another cult, or those who um, are ones that don't know anything about Jesus, we want to be able to give them truth and, and clearly declare who Jesus is. So it's a good question. Appreciate it, Ryan. Um, we have, I believe, an open line, uh, or one open line, and so we want to um, 
to just be able to continue with phone calls, you know, there is a, a website that you can go to and um, and it is gotquestions.org. I think it's referenced oftentimes on Calvary Live here. And uh, you can type in what does the Bible teach about the Trinity and it will give you some really good uh, answers. And does the watch what does the Watchtower say uh, and teach on the Trinity? That is the Jehovah Witnesses. You can pull that up and get some further research on that. That is got questions, uh, got questions dot org org. It's a very good reference for you um, that you can pull up. Let's see where we're at. We are with Ryan, and we still have a few minutes to go before the break. So I want to talk to Daniel in Colorado Springs. Daniel? Daniel, are you there? Okay, I don't know if Daniel was um, there. He dropped. Daniel, I do, if you're listening in Colorado Springs, um, uh, just want to just pray for you. Give me a call back. Love to just encourage you any way that I can. Uh, God knows the details as I got on my um, screen here, and I want to go ahead and pray with you, but please feel free to call back and love to just minister to you. So, Lord, I just pray for Daniel, who, who's struggling, lots of family struggles. You know what's going on. You know the details. You know who Daniel is down Carl Springs. You know his name. You know everything that's going on, and just pray that for him that you would bless him, that you would minister to him. Uh, Lord, that you would help him with the struggles with his family, what it is they're going through. And Lord, it's very painful when we uh, have those struggles and difficulties with uh, those that we love very dearly, those who are closest to us. And Lord, we just pray for your working, that you would bring the healing, the forgiveness, the uh, restoration, the working. Uh, you know all the details. And Lord, just assure him and, and work in their family, work in Daniel's life. Uh, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. And it can be very difficult this time of the year uh, with, uh, you know, this, um, you know, all the um, things that are going on and things like that. So um, we do want to uh, make sure that, uh, you know, we, we're bringing our family before the Lord. Um, we got a little bit of time uh, before we go to break. I do want to, because I want to grab Rose, who's been waiting before we go to the break. Rose, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Rose, we're going to yes. start. We're going we're gonna to go to break, but I didn't want to lose you um, because okay. you had a prayer request. You want to go ahead and give me the prayer request, and then hopefully yes. we can get it in. And then we'll go to break, and then we'll be praying for you. Okay? Okay. Uh, it's for my grandson, Josiah. He's 20 mm-hmm. years old. He um, already has t- two DUIs. He's been drinking, I don't know, maybe since like 15, 16. Uh, he, just, he just don't want to stop. I, I, we don't know what else to do. We talk to yeah. him. It just He doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to hear it. He just walks away. And I am just mm. so worried about him. Absolutely, Rose, and I can I can just sense your broken heart, and we're going to pray. That's what we can do, and okay. and give them to the Lord. So, Father, I pray for Rose's uh, grandson Josiah, uh, Lord, that is drinking, and we know that it brings bondage, it brings problems, and her heart is broken. And we lift him up to you for you to just get him out of this, to free him, Lord, to to 
to mm-hmm. bring him to that place of being free from alcohol, to realize that what he's doing is hurting his family, he's hurting himself, and Lord, to draw him to you. I went to church, um, and you, he has the Word of God that's planted in his heart. I pray that it would take root there and blossom, that he would come home to you and be free from that stuff and, and be free from the world and the bondage of alcohol and and everything else that is involved in that. I pray you give Rose just strength and wisdom to minister to her grandson, but we lift him up to you for you to work a miracle, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Rose, we're going to be praying, okay? You keep praying too. Okay, God bless you. Hey, we are going to go to breaks, only break of the show, 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have tuned in to Calvary Live. Welcome back to the second half of the program. Pray you're well on this day. And so my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in Northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you and and we are nearing Christmas and uh, Christmas Eve services. Be praying for your church and for your pastor as they're making decisions about Christmas Eve services. I know churches are doing different things, and uh, some are stretching it out through the week, doing some on the 23rd, 24th. I think that's a great idea because we still want to be careful. We still want to um, you know, give preference to one another, but we want to gather, and we also want to be able to invite people as well. Christmas and, and Easter, the two times of the year where people are more open to come to church when they are invited. So we still want to be able to do that. So be praying uh, for your uh, pastors. They make decisions how to do that, how to meet uh, very um, you know, carefully, how to meet uh, to where we can celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, um, and you know, it's we've been making these decisions all year, and uh, it's been— ongoing and will continue as we go into the new year. Just want to let you know what we are going to do. We really prayed about it. And here at Calvary Greeley, if you're in northern Colorado, we have a backyard. We did the backyard services in the summer, and it worked very, very well. And um, we uh, did that to September. We did it from May to September. And then we've been inside three morning services, uh, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Uh, for Sunday mornings. But for Christmas Eve, we're going to actually do a noon Christmas Eve, and we're going to open up the backyard. And people have expressed they want to be able to invite others, and they're a little nervous about a crowded sanctuary if we pack out our sanctuary three services. So we're going to try this, and and we're going to do a noon service out in the backyard. We will have the sanctuary open for people to spread out. We're still doing social distancing and and um you know all the recommendations that we've been doing for all these months and but in the backyard people feel safer and um they feel like and they sense that they can invite somebody and it you know it's a fairly short service not a long service it's going to be about 40 degrees is what the forecast is saying and and people like that idea we're just thinking outside the box and going to do something different in this whole year 
has been a year of adjustments and adapt and do different things. And and besides, the first Christmas was outside, wasn't it? And so we're going to do a noon service Christmas Eve in the backyard. Bring your family, bring your kids. We actually got a gift, um, uh, little gift bags for the kids. I think they're going to enjoy it. And uh, noon, and we also will have it online. If you want to watch it online at calvarychapelgreeley.org. And then also we'll have the sanctuary for those who just don't like to be out in the cold. You can see the service, watch the service. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do something different. And then also we're going to get to the phone lines. And and I know, Larry, you're holding. We're going to get to you in just a minute. But people have been asking every year I do a prophecy update. I am going to do a prophecy update online. Uh, We're not going to meet on New Year's Eve because... We are shoulder-to-shoulder in a prophecy update. It's probably our biggest service. People come from all over to hear the prophecy update. I'm going to do it online. It's going to be a message entitled, Don't Be Troubled. And it's going to be a very important message. And uh, as we're going to be looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ, and what should be our hearts and our attitudes as we move into chapter our chapter uh, into the new year 2021. We will be in a chapter of scripture. The main um, text that I'll be using is Second Thessalonians chapter two, which is an incredible portion of scripture. Seven o'clock, New Year's Eve, CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, and I'll be announcing that um, this week, next week, and be looking forward to it. And you will be blessed. And you don't want to miss it. Don't be troubled. New Year's Eve prophecy update, 7 o'clock online is what we will be doing. Hey, let's get back to our phone lines. I believe we got all um, full lines. So uh, let's go to Larry and Greeley. Hi, Larry. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for holding. Thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. First, I to thank you for all you do and tell you that I pray for you every day that I hear you on the show. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do it. have a, a good friend who recently lost her husband. Her name is Shannon, mm-hmm. and she is struggling financially. And she has two sisters that are struggling uh, physically. They have health issues, Karen and Lisa. If we could offer up prayer for those three, I would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Father, I thank you for Larry calling. He cares for... Um, a friend who recently lost her husband. And Lord, we pray for Shannon. We just pray for your comfort. And it's a difficult time of the year when you have experienced a loss, a loss of a spouse, of a loved one, of a friend. I just pray that you would bring comfort. You are the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. And Paul was writing that when he said that we were pressed beyond measure. And as her heart is being pressed, Lord, I just pray for your comfort to come upon her in her time of grief, that you would minister to her, strengthen her. And Lord, we also pray for um, her, for her needs that she has. Um, Lord, uh, as she uh, has financial needs, but Lord, other needs as well, that you would meet her needs, that um, you would just bless her, that you would uh, give her just the assurance that she needs as uh, we enter into Christmas and a new year. And I also pray for her sisters, Karen and Lisa, that you would help them as, as they're struggling as well, uh, with along with so many. But I lift those two sisters up. I pray for this family, that you would bless them, 
that you would provide for them, that you would draw them to you. And Lord, I pray for Larry that you would give him just wisdom and encouragement to give to this family. And Lord, that uh, you would use him uh, in that way. So we lift these three precious ladies up to you, that you would just work in their lives. You know every detail, so you know their needs. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Larry. God bless you. Appreciate you calling. When somebody hangs up, we got an open line. We've got plenty of time in the show for you to be able to call and ask for a prayer. That call-in number is 303-690-3000. And the text line, haven't had anybody texting that I've seen today, uh, 720-336-0897. I want to remind you that's a 24-7 text line that you can text a prayer request, and there are going to be those who are going to be praying for you. But if you text in a, a prayer request or a question during the show and we got time, uh, we will get to it, and uh, we will certainly uh, pray for you and um, and lift you up before the Lord. So it's so wonderful for us to have this show to be able to do that. Uh, got an open line, so grab one of those open lines. Let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Christian, who's in Longmont. Hey, Christian. Hey, yeah. hey you're on Calvary uh, Live. Awesome. Well, I was just calling in because... Uh, Lately, I've been uh, thinking about my, my ex-girlfriend. We broke up uh, about a month ago, and she isn't a Christian. She comes from, like, a very liberal family, and it's just been weighing on my heart. I mean, I miss her a lot, but I understand the times we're living in. I know we're in the last days. I know that uh, there could be some, you know, perilous times coming up, so I just know that she's got a malleable heart and she's a thinker and she is open to truth and she's seeking it, but she's surrounded by, you know, the wrong influences and just no one in her life is pushing her in that direction. I was the only person who really was having that impact on her, but unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out just because extenuating circumstances, she's just in a bad head space. But I know that, you know, um, people listen to your show and it would be great uh, for someone other than just myself to be praying for her and her salvation. I'm actually on my way to uh, pick her up a Bible. I'm going to leave on her doorstep because she doesn't have one. So uh, yeah, just that's, praying that that te- takes root, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I really appreciate your thoughts, Christian. And um, because, you know, what has happened to you is not easy and there's, you know, grief and sadness in your heart. But I really believe the Lord's going to honor, um, honor your decision, honor what you're doing and continuing to want to pray for her. And so we're going to do that right now. I just pray Lord for Christian's ex-girlfriend that, uh, Lord, that you would just open her eyes spiritually, that you would soften her heart, that as she receives this Bible, it's alive, the written word of God, that it would touch her heart and permeate her heart in our young people. I mean, it's not just our young people, but especially our young people are being uh, told that they don't need God and, and being deceived into what is truth. And the enemy has such a pull on them in the world. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you would work in drawing her to you, that you would just help her uh, see um, that you are real and that you love her you sent her son to die for her, 
and Lord, that you came to give her life and life abundantly to really experience life the way it was meant to be lived. And that is being born again by the Spirit of God. Give Christian, Lord, um, just wisdom to continue to minister. We pray for her salvation, coming into the saving knowledge of the truth. And we just pray that you would do that work because there's nothing too difficult for you, as you told Jeremiah, and for you, uh, Lord, to just um, just touch her heart in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Christian, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. You too. Not easy. Not easy today, especially with their young people. The enemy has such a pull on them. And... Um, you know, and it's hard and it's difficult, and but we know that the Lord is still saving, and there's no one too far gone or too difficult that the Lord can't reach them, and so we always want to pray, and Christian, appreciate your phone call, and, and uh, as you give her a Bible, give people, you know, the truth of God's Word. Um, give them, uh, Peter said to Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. Keep giving that to them. Hey, we got a couple open lines, I believe, and uh, so would like to be able to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. So send a text, and maybe we'll have some time towards the end of the show to be able to address those text numbers. And uh, so... Let's go to Arvada, where Adam has been waiting. Adam? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Hanging in there. Okay. Um, how can we pray for you, Adam? I, uh, My wife and I, we lost our unborn child in the 1st of October, and then um, 10 days later, we lost my dad in a motorcycle accident. Uh, he had a ruptured stem and then went into a coma. And uh, since I'm the oldest child, uh, oldest kid of all the all of us, mm-hmm. I had to make that call, and I've been struggling yeah. with it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's tough. This is the first year we're going going through this without my dad and. My wife's hurting. I'm hurting. All of us are hurting. Absolutely. And it's, and uh, it'd be nice to I, have a little peace and joy as yeah. much as we can. Yeah, and you've gone through a lot of loss. You know, the loss of your dad, a loss of a child, and um, that's a lot to take in. I want to pray for you, um, Adam, but I want to read something to you that from Job chapter 5. Um, that I hope is an encouragement to you. And um, Job, who went through tremendous loss, and as he went through that loss, he says, But as for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. And he gives rain on the earth, and he sends waters on the fields, and he sets on high those who are lowly, and those who mourn are lifted to safety. And he sees your mourning, and he knows what you're going through. And I want to also read to you from Psalm 61, um, because I just want to encourage you. You're going through a lot, and what you have experienced is a lot for anyone uh, to go through. 
And it is David at a time of uncertainty and loss in his life. He writes, Hear my cry, O God, in Psalm 61. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And I want you to know, Adam, that the Lord is your strength. And he's your stability. And when you, probably right now, you and your wife are feeling that, man, we're at the end of our world. David says, from the ends of the earth, I will cry out to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And as you cry out to him, he hears you. And and he's there to strengthen and to help you through this time of grief and loss and difficulty and to give you a peace that passes understanding. So, Lord, I just pray for Adam. He's hurting right now. The loss of a, a child um, is one of, of great pain. And then his dad and having to make decisions. And, and Lord, I pray you give him a peace. And Lord, that you would give him strength and help him and his wife during the, and the whole family during this time of loss and difficulties. And you are the one that is his stability, their stability, their shelter. Uh, Lord, that they can trust in you. And you are the one that binds up those who are weak. And you're the one that will just minister to them the comfort that they need. And I pray that you would do that. That, Lord, in this Christmas season, that as we talk about goodwill and peace, um, that they would have really experienced that, that they know it comes from you. And, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, just bring the comfort and strength and wisdom. And may they just perceive your presence in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Um, I don't even know how this radio station got on my truck today. I jumped in, and you were talking, and uh, I don't even listen to this station. So uh, I know God's doing something, but I want to appreciate. I want to say I appreciate you, and thank you for what you're doing. You bet, Adam. Keep 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 it on that station because you're going to be comforted, and the Lord's going to speak to you through the teachers and. And um, and any time you need prayer, you call us, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Be praying for you. So sorry for loss, and so many people have gone through loss. It's, you know, as I look back personally, it's been a year of loss, uh, even for 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 me and our family in different ways, and and it's hard. It, it's been hard, and and we need to know that the Lord is there, and uh, that He is there to minister to us, and he has given us hope. And that's one of the messages that we can give at Christmas. You know, when Jesus was born, it was a very difficult time. And, you know, Christian, who called in, was wanting a prayer for uh, someone. He, he said that it is perilous times in, in the last days. And and when whenever we go through difficulties and struggles, on top of it is, you know, dealing with the COVID, dealing with circumstances, the economy, you know, all the struggles that come along with life, and and to know that we have hope, that He is our hope, and that He hasn't forsaken us, and that He's there, and that He's working. And it's not always easy to, to you know, go through the days where, you know, we're wondering, Lord, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you know what's going on in my life? And we want um, to uh, be encouraged through his word. Know that he does see you and he hears you. 
and he has compassion. His compassion fails not, as Lamentations chapter 3 declares to us. And it was Jesus that looked at the multitudes with compassion. He was moved, and that word moved means he was moved deep within his soul and in his spirit, and he does see you, and he loves you, and uh, he promises never to leave us or forsake us. And in this time of loss and difficulty, see what can happen is, because I get asked this all the time, is that we think, Lord, have you removed your love from me? Do you see me? And um, and it is Paul the Apostle that would write in chapter 8 of Romans, he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or sword? Um, and Paul the Apostle was one that knew about tribulation and distress and persecution. And in your grief and in your stress and um, in your uh, where you feel famine uh, spiritually in your heart and in your soul, um, where there is uh, persecution perhaps that you're feeling, others coming against you, there is nothing that will separate you from the love of Christ. He hasn't left you, and his love hasn't left you, and he is with you. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And that has the meaning of he continues to love us. And so I pray that brings comfort to you. And we need to know that and to know that he's there and he desires to minister to us and to um, just uh, to to lift us up and to strengthen us uh, when we're feeling weak. You know, my wife brought a great word of encouragement uh, to me this morning before I left in, in her devotions. And um, she was reminding me of Psalm 13, uh, but it was really powerful when she told me that because um, I've read this psalm probably a hundred times, even maybe even more, and I'm familiar with the psalm. It's a, it's a short psalm, but it's a psalm of David. And David, he writes, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? And how long will you hide your face from me? And how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? And you may have those same questions. How long, Lord? How long, Lord? How long? Is what David says. Uh, he says that, I believe, five times in uh, the first two verses of that psalm. Lord, have you forgotten me? Are you going to forget me forever? But then he turns, and he turns to the Lord, as David does. He says, but I have trusted in your mercy, and my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. He has dealt bountifully with us because he sent his son to die for our sins and to bring us eternal life. And through all the difficulties of this world that is messed up and brings pain to us and suffering to us and difficulty to us, and we got a hole in our heart and pain in our heart, that we know that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that his promises are true for us and he loves us and he desires to minister to us. And so as he says, consider and hear me, O Lord my God, and enlighten my eyes. And the Lord desires to do that. He desires to come to you and enlighten you. And as, you know, the people were there at the time of Jesus, you know, um, we were talking about how we're going to do an outdoor service uh, in uh, Christmas Eve here. And I had mentioned before we went back to the callers, and by the way, we still got open lines, 303-690-3000, but I just want to take this time 
as we have open lines, um, to just say that uh, that Christmas morning uh, was uh, that Christmas night was outside, those shepherds out there in the cold, um, the people in transition because Caesar Augustus had made a decree uh, that all the world should register for new taxes and a new census. Uh, they didn't have any choice. They had to go to the place of their ancestry. And that's where Joseph and Mary would go, a long journey. And they would come into Bethlehem. The roads would be jammed with travelers. And they come into that little place. The house of bread is what Bethlehem means. And as they come in, there's no room in the, the inns. There's no room probably in the private homes of people. And Mary is going to give birth to the Son of God. And somewhere on the edge of town in the little animal exclosure is born the Son of God. And, you know, one of the things I remember, one of the first times I went to Israel, I was, sit, I was telling the congregation this, that I was sitting out in, um, you know, the place where we were was not far from Bethlehem. And I remember getting up. It was actually December. Um, it was uh, getting towards the midweek of December. And I was there. It was one of the last days we were there in Israel before we left and came back home. But I remember sitting there early and, and just looking at the hillsides of Bethlehem and thinking about how the Christmas story is such a magnificent story that the creator of the universe was born in that little place somewhere that I was looking at. And in the darkness of the time, because people were afraid, and maybe this year has brought fear to you, not only with the COVID, maybe it's brought Fear, maybe the uncertainty, just the trials that you've gone through. And there was a time where Caesar Augustus, you know, the ruler of, of the Roman Empire, spoke and everybody was in transition and everybody was moving. And then you had Herod the Great that was ruling over Judea and he was a cruel man. He was cruel. And we know that part of the Christmas story is after the birth of Jesus, he made that decree to put the children to death two years and under in Bethlehem. But when the wise man came from the east, that it says that uh, that Herod was troubled and all Jerusalem was troubled because they knew that he was going to do something very, very terrible, which he did. And so there was Caesar Augustus, there was Herod the Great, there was the religious leaders that uh, just put bondage on the people. And it was uncertain times. And in the midst of all of that, all of a sudden we know that the wonderful Christmas story given to us is that as told to Joseph and Mary that you're going to bear a son and his name shall be called Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. And we know that the Christmas story is so magnificent as we know it by heart, but may it never lose its impact on our lives and that the angel would come to those shepherds watching over their flock by night. And shepherds were looked down upon. And maybe you feel like you're looked down upon. Maybe you feel like that you're not important to the Lord. Maybe you feel like you're insignificant, but the Lord would say to them, and it's the same message to you, that you don't have to be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. And you know you're included in that. You're included in all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that's the wonderful message of Christmas that we're all moving towards. So whether you're grieving right now over the loss of a loved one, or, or maybe you're just struggling financially, 
or whatever difficulty is coming your way, then I want you to know this, that you don't have to be afraid. That's the very first message that is told to those shepherds, to anyone after the birth of Jesus, is you don't have to be afraid. And I believe the Lord would say that to us today, that we don't have to be afraid. And that he uh, would give that very first message uh, as well that was told to the women who came to the tomb at the resurrection of Jesus. We know the story, don't we? Is that don't be afraid because we have the Lord and we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So may you carry him in your heart. And as you reflect back on that first Christmas night, May it become more real to you this year than ever before, because I know that we have a lot of traditions and we can get into routines and nothing wrong with those things. But this year, with it being different, may the Lord really touch you and draw you to himself and bless your heart. So I thank you, those who have called, and um, and uh, I pray that the Lord shows himself strong on your behalf that this Christmas that we would be able to say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. May that be the message that we give to others. So, Father, I pray you bring comfort to everyone right now that needs that, that you would make Christmas more real to us than ever before, the Christ child born 2,000 years ago. And, Lord, may we be full of peace and goodwill and joy. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Good night. God bless you. Be well. Be healthy. Keep your eyes on the Lord. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.